Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 178. Today, we are talking all about the amazing FETC conference that just came out. We had one of our amazing co-hosts, Vincent, today. I'm going to start this whole damn thing over because I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I was wondering that myself. I'm, I'm so off right now. I, I go to start and I hear the I hear the ice machine going off and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 178. Today, we're going to be talking about setting up a daytime professional development program. That's right. Today, we're going to be helping you guys figure out how to create daytime PD in an environment where your teachers are getting out of the class for an extended period of time one hour, two hours, maybe even three hours, and coming to do classes with you. This is something that we did a few years ago in my current position. I am here to talk all about the great stuff that we're doing from how do you set it up? How do you get administrator buy-in, choosing the right topics? We've got a lot of stuff together. This is a topic that came out of our teacher cast instructional coaches network, and we would love to have you guys be a part of that. Before we get into all of that, I want to bring on my co-host today, Sue Vincent. How are you today? Welcome to the show. I am great. Great to be back after a wonderful trip to uh, the FETC conference last week in person. That is right. While the Connecticut area people were uh, digging out of a snowstorm, you you were down in Florida, weren't you? Yes, I was, but not in the sunshine, unfortunately. It was no. cloudy and cold down there, too. I think the weather just hit the whole United States and just slammed us. How how was the conference? I, I miss it. I You know, I've been to FETC a few times. The the building is huge, isn't it? it? It is, but really, it was just awesome to be back in person, talking to people face-to-face. You know, we... My co- uh, coworkers and my boss were asking me how it was, and they were like, did you learn anything new and exciting? And it was just exciting. You know, there wasn't anything greatly new and like, oh, you need to try this next new gadget or this next great tool. It was just exciting to be back together, talk about what we've been through the last two years, talk about where we're going. And yes, there were a few new tools and, you know, cool Google updates and this and that and hearing from vendors in the exhibits. But just to be back to have those conversations face to face with people you've been following and people you haven't met and just to be out there and talking educational technology again out loud. What were those sessions that uh, that, that attracted you? What, what, where did you go to? What was interesting? Well, of course, one of the most popular ones at FETC is always the Tech Share Live keynote. Um, 
Leslie Fisher, Kathy Schrock, Adam Bellow, Hall Davison, those guys always do a great job just kind of showing what's out there in all the different categories, whether it be AR and VR, the gadgets, all of that. And I always attend a lot of Leslie's Leslie Fisher sessions. She does a great job of talking about the tools you can use tomorrow. Went to a great update from John Sowash, who we've talked to here before. Um, lots of the Google updates, some of the Google Classroom updates. You know, it's always kind of the running uh, topic now of what is coming, but it's not here yet, that Google has kind of said has been coming for a year. So, you know, we went over some of those things. But, you know, just it wasn't a lot of what you would have thought of, oh, how do we move forward in hybrid teaching? It wasn't even a lot of that. It, there was some, and it was just sharing, this has worked for us, but it, it was just the conversation and just seeing people again, I think was the big. Would you say the conference was packed? I mean, it, it's the largest indoor venue like on the planet almost, right? Like it's, the, the, the conference is just huge, but I mean, would you say that it was highly attended? I think so. Kind of better than I thought. It wasn't huge. Um, I mean, you could tell in the keynote it wasn't a packed house like it would normally be. But it was, you know, for the time that we're living in and one of the first big conferences in education to be back in person, it was well attended. And people were generally happy to be there. And, you know, so the question I want to ask you is, uh, how was Disney? How was Universal? How was the attractions? What did you do when you were down in Florida? So uh, I had two coworkers with me and we, um, you know, enjoyed some awesome food. One of my favorite Mexican restaurants at CityWalk at Universal. We didn't buy park tickets, but, you know, we uh, took an Uber to Disney Springs and got on the Disney buses and, uh, you know, found the monorail station and we just took the monorail ride around at fireworks time. So, you know, we got in the little perks without having to, you know, purchase the park tickets and spend the money there. So, you know, we enjoyed ourselves and just had fun being together and being away for a while. That is awesome. I am so glad that you had a good time. It was great seeing the pictures and following you on Twitter and all those great things. And I know many of the coaches that are in our instructional coaches network uh, went down. And if yes. you did go down, we'd love to hear from you. You can always uh, reach out to us at ask the tech coach. And uh, you know, we did open up a few weeks ago, a brand new uh, adventure in instructional coaching. We've got a new Facebook group and we actually have a LinkedIn group that are doing extremely well. We've almost got uh, 200 or so plus coaches in yes. our Facebook group, and that is growing constantly. We want to give a shout out to everybody in there. And, you know, so each and every week we come up with a topic and we try to bring conversations around, but it's not just about those topics. I love the fact that this instructional coaching group is turning into a family. I love yes. that it's turning into places where people are actually able to go, reach out, get the help and support. And when you've got so many instructional coaches, you're always bound to get the help that you need. If you guys are looking for more information, you can head on over to askthetechcoach.com. Sign on up today. It is free. Uh, professional Development Network. You know, again, one's on LinkedIn. We try to keep that a little bit more professional. Uh, but still, on every week, we've got topics and conversation starters. And of course, on Facebook, you know, we've got a nice little party going on as well. Last week, Sue, uh, while you were away, uh, we actually ran our first Tech Coach Live session, or I guess I should be calling it Instructional Coach Live. Yeah. Either way, um, Coaching Live session, where we talked all about data dashboards, and that was a really 
fun time. We had about. And I read 10... some awesome feedback from people who oh. attended. I hated to miss it, but you know, I was having fun in Florida. But I heard it went great. I, I saw some great feedback in the comments. It was amazing. You know, we had about 10 people or so show up, talk all about dashboards. Um, Tuesday of last week, I did an ISTE training uh, all on dashboards. We had 500 or so people all sign up, about almost 300 actually attend. Want to say thank you, everybody out there who did that. And you know what? There's a lot of great instructional coaching things coming up. Speaking of these professional development groups, speaking of these professional development presentations, much like FETC and ISTE, the question, Sue, that always comes up is how do we do this internal? How do coaches band together to create internal, you know, uh, PDs, PD sessions, et cetera? And I'm not talking about, you know, meeting teachers in the classroom. And really, Sue, we're not talking about ed camps. Like it, there's a lot of groups yes. that decide, hey, we're going to run an ed camp and We'll get people to volunteer. I'm talking today about getting your district to buy in to the creation of a daytime professional development program. I think this is an important topic, and I'm looking forward to talking to you today all about it. Absolutely. And this can be done in so many different ways. And I know you've had some success, and we're going to talk about that. And, you know, I've seen it done so many different ways through early release of the students and bringing in the teachers that way or having a one day a month in service for the teachers. But, you know, you have to start somewhere to make it fully successful. And again, I'm anxious to hear your experience. So, you know, where does a coach get started in getting this daytime professional development to even get off the ground? When I was coaching in my previous district, we were fortunate enough that we had an administration that saw the value in what we were doing and put stock into um, the, the concept of a daytime PD. And I know you just had mentioned, you know, kids go home, we do PD. That's not what we're looking at today. Right. Um, we were the Cardinals, or the, the district is the Cardinals. And what I was allowed to create was a K-12 to uh, daytime PD program. We called it Cardinal University. And essentially, through the help of central office administration, we created an environment where teachers could sign up for a class or a number of classes, and the district would give them release time. They would get substitutes for them. So that way they can come and spend the day with me. And we actually ran it from, I think it was like nine to noon. And then we did like noon to three. So they were like, they were full sessions. This, these were, these were hands-on immersive. Let's do this kind of sessions. And it was awesome. But to answer your question, it really comes down to having a relationship with central office and saying, look, this is what your strategic plan says you want to be. This is how we're going to get there. You know, we've talked a lot on this show and on, on all the Ask the Tech Coach podcast about creating an educational technology integration plan. How do we do that? And, yes. and that's easier said than done. That's why we spend a lot of time talking about it here. But, you know, I was one coach in an entire district, K to 12, just me. And if you're listening to this and you're kind of saying, oh, I'm like that, too. Or maybe you're one coach in two buildings or three buildings or seven buildings like we met last week. We need to figure out how do you get the largest amount of people in front of you at once. And that doesn't mean Monday afternoon faculty meetings. That doesn't mean Zoom with the entire 
Like those are nice, but those are not as functional as you need it. We came up with an ed tech integration plan that says me, our coach is going to be working one-to-one with teachers. That's the, in the classroom, one to small group, right? That is your grade level department meetings, et cetera, but also one to medium size, larger groups. And that was getting teachers together with a common interest or a common goal and running PDs. I, I, if I remember correctly, we did them every uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So in any given week, I was running six to seven, whatever the number was, full two and a half hour sessions. And it was absolutely awesome. I was so much having fun during all of that stuff. So I'm looking forward to kind of dissecting what that is. But, you know, we called it Cardinal University. We got the domain name and bought, put everything together. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun. And I know those teachers really appreciated it. So let's get this question out of the way before we move forward on how we made this happen. So you said they got subs for the teachers. So how do you approach the question now of, oh, we don't have enough subs in our district. What are we going to do now? If I was doing this now, I might not be able to do it as everybody leaves their um, buildings. You know, we did it in central office. This was six, seven years ago, something like that. Right. So everybody left their buildings, drove to central office. We did it in like a big conference room. If I was doing this now, I might do this in a building. So that way you're not necessarily getting two and a half hours or three hours with somebody. Maybe you only are doing a one hour, but maybe you could set it up. So that way you do have hour long things. And instead of having a prep, you know, you go to Cardinal class or whatever you would want to call it for that. So, so there are ways and let's face it, it, there are subs. Maybe you can't get 15 subs in a day. Maybe you're capped. I know we had a cap of two to three people per building. And again, that was six, seven years ago. So, you know, you figure at that point in time, you're still getting subs. Modern times are modern times. But look, if we want to do professional development and we're investing in a coaching program, we can make this happen. Absolutely. There's ways to make it happen. Very, There's always ways to make this awesome happen. Point. Yeah. During so the day, let, too, right? Yeah, this and is, don't let the times we're living in prevent you from putting together a program. It's about having the vision. It's about aligning the vision with the goals. This is why we talk a lot about the EdTech integration plan, and I'm so f- looking forward to in the next few weeks, basically, you know, uh, uh, unveiling – all the work that I've been doing for my intern project, it's going to be yes. up on Ask the Tech Coach, going to be free. Everyone's going to be able to get a chance to take a look at it. And, uh, but you know, it does start with planning from the top down. What do you want, right? It's about helping everybody meet their goals. Your superintendent has goals, yes. your principals have goals. Well, I can't meet a hundred teachers so that way you can hit your goal, but I can do five or six sessions. And I can bring in today all the science teachers for an hour during the day and we can take care of that. Or I can bring in fifth grade teachers from across the district and we're all going to work on a certain thing. So a lot of it does come down to, hey, if you have these goals, I'm the guy to help you figure this out. Let me help you fix your goals. That's different than saying, hi, I'm Jeff and I want to run a PD program. You got to align it to goals. And, and as you say that, then say I'm a new coach, I'm new at this, or I've not done this daytime program yet. 
how am I going to figure out what to offer these teachers? I've got the buy-in from my administrators. Yeah. Now, what am I going to offer these teachers? You know, you got to make it interesting. And, you know, like we just said, number one, there has to be goals from administration that they want. And a lot of times it's, you know, administration says, I want my teachers teaching this or teaching this way. And, you know, a session could be project-based learning. A, a session could be how to use Google Sites with our new curriculum. So you get all like teachers together, right? They all come out as a group. That That could be one thing. But there is a functional interest in surveying your staff to see what they want. And a survey could be a big Google form. A survey could easily be, um, you know, a, a piece of graph paper, right? Here's a bunch of applications. Move the icon of the app into the space that you want. I'm saying this a little bit wrong. If you go to our, if you go to Ask the Tech Coach, there's a whole blog post, and we're going to link to everything here in episode 178. But I have put together an entire Google site with everything we're going to talk about today, all the directions, all the recommendations, all the manipulatives, all the forms, everything we're talking about today can be yours for free. All you got to do is come on over and sign up for our newsletter and be a part of the Tech Coaches program, and it will come to your email box. So having all of these surveys, right? Because on one hand, nobody wants to set up and do all the time for a PD program that nobody wants to come to. And the nice thing about what we did was it was voluntary, right? People wanted to come out. And some of them came out for a half day. Some of them came out for a whole day. Um, sometimes this, the administrator bought one substitute and you know covered class A in the morning and class B in the afternoon. And we were able to rotate around. But even though we were looking at how am I serving the district and the district needs, a lot of it was also how am I serving the teacher and the teacher needs. That's where you do the sessions on Flipgrid and Nearpod and we video and, and infographics. So you're still meeting the needs of the district, but on one hand, you're doing it from a curricular point of view. On the other hand, you're creating it from a tech point of view. I knew as the one creating this, I was still hitting the goal no matter what session the person came to. Yes. So you might think you're coming to a project-based learning, but you're really coming to a Google Sites class. Or you might be, think you're coming to a Google Sites class, but you're really coming to a project. There's ways to market things is all I'm saying. Absolutely. And that's the strategy of as you get experience in that coaching realm of melding the two together, the pedagogical side and the tool side and uh, bringing them together. And, you know, as we're speaking here, I'm looking over and, and I've seen these before because Jeff has shared them with me, just just these survey and self-assessment templates. Um, one of them is the diagram of just the four um, spaces on a grid and moving the icon of the certain tech tools to your comfort level. That is an awesome visualization. So I encourage you to check these out um, over on Ask the Tech Coach. I, I tend not to say, do you want to learn about Flipgrid? But I will say, are you interested in using video? And then from there, really, you know, you can run a video course, you can run a Flipgrid course, you can run a wee video course, you could run a bringing video into social studies, bringing video into math. So many different ways to essentially run similar courses. And for me, being the only person putting all this together, you know, it was difficult coming up with, I don't know, 30 different sessions. But if you realize that 30 different sessions was really like 10, right? Slightly different, but 10, um, it didn't seem too bad. 
Absolutely. So now we've got our sessions. Now we need to market it and get the teachers there. So what was your strategy in making all that happen? Well, I got this model for daytime PD from a, from another district that I, I, we paid to go to, right? And for many, many years, the district was paying for me to go to these PD sessions so I could learn and paying for other people to go to these PD sessions. And that was part of the marketing is we no longer have to pay these pay, you know, couple hundred bucks a session for Jeff to go, but we'll pay a bunch of substitutes so Jeff can teach them. That was awesome. So we used Google Sites to hold all the information, um, much like you'd go to you know the ISTE conference and you'd see the website. I mean, we created Cardinal University as a Google Site. Um, also, we created a course menu. And it was just like a little flipbook, but we used Google Slides, um, which is great. And again, if you sign up for the blog post here, we, we give you all the templates here. You can just take what I have and run with it. Nowadays, slides are great. You can also use Canva. It's probably a more popular option these days. But the bottom line is it was something that showed all of the different course offerings. And just like we were talking about earlier, the course book had 30 or 40 pages to it. But some of the sections were curricular based and some of the sections were tech based so i would have the same session in different parts of the book so that way in case you know you're that not going to flip great. through everything um i know i want to learn about video it's over in the video section but i might want to learn about flipped classroom there's a video you know you get the idea right like very good you're, yes. you're gonna find it somewhere but it's all marketing it's all based off of my district wants me as an example to teach video great how many different ways can I do that? Absolutely. So, so we've got them registered and it's time to run the workshop. So, you know, you're there, you've got them there for two and a half hours. They have this sub. How do you keep them engaged? You're not just standing up there lecturing them. What yeah. are you going to do with them? I, I started off with a basic five or six slide slide deck every time. The same slide deck, right? Welcome. This is the course. This is what we're looking to do. And then we had our norms. This is how things work. Because many people, keep in mind, K-12, they're used to boring PD. They're used to sit, get, you know, see, do kind of things. So the norm was, look, whatever happens in this room stays in this room. You know, whatever you want to take, great. And, and the biggest norm is tell a friend, right? Like share your experiences help me get more people involved. Um, so at the beginning of every course, it was really just, you know, the same five minutes. Here's what you're about to experience. We can do this together. And the learning doesn't stop here. I'm going to call you tomorrow, right? We'll talk about the ending at the end of this year. But, you know, then from there, really, it was, okay, here's a couple ideas. Let's play. Let's do. I mean, I always had some kind of an icebreaker. Sometimes I would bring in Lego and they would build things. Sometimes I would bring in some drawing paper, you know, whatever it was. I wanted to get them to form a group. Then once we formed a family, it was game on. We, we ran, you know, for an hour, two hours or whatever. It was always paced and it was always fun to see them trying new things and even though I might have a whole bunch of social studies teachers, I might give them a science thing to do because I want to get them thinking outside of their comfort zone. And then you bring the conversation back into, okay, how does this work for you? And I, and I know they appreciate it because I had so many people come back and come back and come back and come back. Um, 
I remember even getting in trouble a couple of times because, you know, so-and-so was always wanting to come out. That was awesome. Right. Like there's, there's your stamp of, Hey, this is, you're, you're doing a good job. Yes, absolutely. And that's so important, keeping them engaged and keeping them challenged. You know, that's something currently in some math professional development, my coworker and I are working with is sometimes we need to make them feel that challenge because that's what the students are going to feel in the classroom. So that's, that's a huge important strategy there. So let's circle back around. Um, you said we come back to it. So that after the workshop is over the next day, you need to start that feedback and follow up process. At the end of the sessions, there was a few different um, the, the carrots, as you would say. Now, one of the other things that I didn't mention so far is these sessions were also set up for my SLO, my, my student learning objective. In other words, you know, uh, the teachers were my students at the beginning of each of the classes. I gave them a quick two to three uh, question Google form. You know, what do you know about this topic? Rate yourself one to five. That was like the hi, Thanks for being here. We're going to get started in 10 minutes. Please fill this out. Right. And at the end of the course uh, was a series of surveys and of course, the first one was, what have you learned about this course, right? So that was your pre-session data and your post-session data. The day after the session, I would send them a feedback form. And I would have to do that manually just because that's the only way to do things. But, you know, uh, I started getting into using Gmail to, uh, you know, email tomorrow. They called it Boomerang way back then. Yes. Um, now. It was a long time ago, right? <laughs> Yeah, they didn't have those those delayed send features. But, you know, the, the the everything was designed for thank you for being here. I hope you learned something. What can I do different? Do you want to work with me? When can I see you? And we even went as far as after the survey was over, instead of the little thank you that says, hey, you filled out the form. Good job. It was. And here's my booking form. And here's my booking form. So the entire thing really was a mousetrap to say, yes, we're investing in you to come out, learn something. But the reciprocant is, and Jeff needs to come into your classroom and to help you con continue this. It doesn't make any sense if you're not passing the coaching knowledge into the classroom. So when done right, the entire entire process was how do we get the most amount of people in front of our coach and how do we turn key that so that way on the off days the coach is completely in the classrooms in those buildings being immersed in supporting teachers it was awesome that is just uh, i mean i don't want to use the word perfect but I'm going to use the word perfect. That is just a perfect scenario. And for you guys out there who are just starting out and you're listening, you know, take these and make them work for you in your district. Find some buy-in, whether it's even from a building administrator and do a pullout program if you don't have enough subs, two or three at a time. And find a way to make this work for you because it's important. And like Jeff said, it's investing in them ultimately investing in the students and the coaching program all coming together as one talk about relationship building. That's huge. And it's all about relationship building. You know, for me standing up in front of a group of people, that's my home. 
I had so much yes. fun with that. Walking into a classroom sometimes is intimidating. You you you're you know you're you're in the battle, if you will, right? You're in the middle of all this. It's sometimes hard to be yourself. For me, when I'm in front of that stage, I, I love it. I come alive. Right? Yes. Like I, I even uh, I agree. You, me too. Even the other day, like I walked into kindergarten. I, I did four kindergartens within two days. I was a seven-year-old. I love doing that stuff. And, and maybe you're the same way out there. You're like, hey, I love work, working with teachers. That's why I'm a coach. How can I do this? Where's the next step for me? Guys, I got to tell you, if you head on over to our blog post here over at Ask the Tech Coach, episode number 178, um, there is a little uh, button at the bottom that says download our free templates today. I will gladly send you the Google site that's got a dozen or so pages. Everything that we're talking about today is in there. All of the templates, all the Google Forms, everything is set up. And on the side, you've got my philosophy of teaching. So every, you know, it's not just here's the form, thanks. It's here's the form and why is the form? What was the form? What was the reasoning behind the form? How does the form work? What do you do at the data collection? Because, Sue, that really is what it came down to at the end, right? Me meeting with administration, completing the circle and saying, look, here are your goals. Your goal was to have everybody do video. I did this number of sessions with these specific teachers. Now it's your job. When you walk into the classroom, are you seeing it? Yes. And that gives That's... the administrator the ability to go, hey, Sue, I saw you went out. I paid for you to go out, but I'm not seeing it in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Any questions? Like, do you need to work with Jeff? Do you, are you like, what can I do here? Because I put the investment into you. Yes. And really, that is the, you know, on one other side, that is a coaching cycle. Absolutely. And that's getting that hard data and putting feet on it and making it go, you know, whether it's working or whether it's not working, it gives that administrator the chance to either, Hey, we need to correct this or, you know, pat on the back. Great job for the teacher and the coach. What's the next step, right? Really? It was rinse and repeat. Um, every now and then I would send out a different survey to the teachers who had already come to me and saying, Hey, what else do you need? Well, it's easy to run the same sessions over and over again um, because not everyone's going to get into the session. And it was difficult having people say, I want to take your session, but I can't. Right. Like either yes. my building is capped or, you know, we're, we're testing this week. And and it was difficult. Right. You're trying to create a PD program that's that's good, but you don't realize sometimes, oh, the elementary school is doing standardized testing. Don't put a PD day then. Yes. And sometimes you don't realize that until it's too late or you walk into a building. Not that I'm saying this the right way, but you walk into a building and everyone's like, dude, you didn't know we had this on the calendar. And I'm like, oops. Right. But the point yeah. is, you're at the, you're trying, you're, you're putting things together, you're being different. And, and really, you're here to say, what do we want our students to know? How do we get our, our teachers do that? Like, how do we give our teachers the experience to try that? And again, that could be anything from, you know, starting with Lego. Like I, I, you know, I'm a Lego master educator. We came in for a couple of those sessions. I dumped brick on top of everybody and said, build something. Great. The next step was let's do stop motion animation. Okay. Let's we video and edit that. And you just keep building and building and building. And next thing you know, it's okay. We're having fun. And here we, here we go. The next step after that is it's not just for teachers. 
how do we get, you know, how do we allow our administrative assistants and secre- office secretaries to do that training also? Because right? it's not just about the flip grid. It's how do we get the secretaries to come and learn about spreadsheets? Mm-hmm. How do we get them to learn about using Chrome, bookmark, like the, the basic stuff that we take advantage of and we take for granted. Not every person at a desk knows how to use bookmarks and, and spreadsheets and formulas and functions and paragraph styles and, and, and making right. a Google survey. I mean, I so what came out of that was we created a, a half day. Uh, two half-day Google workshops, right? Google workshops for admin assistants, part one and part two. And part one was basically docs and forms, right? Like, because everybody wants to make a go, you know, here's a survey, go, go make, well, what are you going to do with it? So the beginning was like Chrome, Drive, docs, forms, and the second half was basically spreadsheets and what can you do with it? And everybody walked away excited because how often are the secretaries trained? How often are people saying, what do you need? And as a coach, now I got to really get a chance to know all of our office staff. Anytime I walked in the building, I was golden. It was great. Yes, I love that. And now they're asking you all the questions. Hey, show me this. Show me that. Show me this. And that's how you start to earn a building is you have the opportunity to do those experiences and stuff like that. So, you know, when done right, you redefine professional learning. You you create a culture, right? Like that's also what this is about is you are creating a culture of positive professional learning and everybody has a good time with it. And if done right, you know, if you want to get into badges, you can. We started to do badges. Uh, not that it meant anything, but, you know, I gave out a little mm-hmm. sticker or a little icon or something. And eh, if you put it on your email signature, great. If you don't, that's certainly fine too. But you know, we created badges and said, hey, you're you're you know, you get your Flipgrid badge or something like that. Cool. Makes right? it fun. It makes it fun. Right. I could never get a principal to give up their parking space for a day, but that's all right. You know, but the point is, you're, you're having a good time. You're building a system. You're building trust and you're, you are building the oh, that's what Sue is here for. She's not the light bulb person. She's the Flipgrid person. Yes. And and that just makes things a lot more funner and a lot more gooder. And more funner is always more gooder. Absolutely. This is just good stuff that we've uh, talked about um, during this episode. And, you know, it kind of has motivated me a little bit to get back there and get something going again. So, But it, it starts with the conversations, right? Absolutely. Dear Mr. Administrator, Mr. and Mrs. Administrator, what are your goals? So... You know, I hope you've you, you've you've enjoyed this episode. I've enjoyed immensely kind of driving down memory lane here. If you're looking into more of this, I am happy to talk to you. One of the things that came out of last week's ISTE session was many coaches reaching out and saying, Jeff, do you have a minute? And this week I've been meeting with coaches at, you know, in the evening, during the day. And what can I do to support you? How can, how can I help you and your districts? How can Sue and I help out your districts? So if that means uh, joining us for our instructional coaches networks, either on Facebook or LinkedIn, great. If that means booking us for, you know, half an hour, hour long session at the end of the day, would love to do that too. Would love to meet you guys. We are here for you guys. Ask the Tech Coach comes out every single Monday and we are excited to be a part of your professional development network and be a part of uh, everything that you guys are doing in your coaching. I do 
not want to leave today, Sue, without without giving a shout out to somebody. Do you mind if I uh, read a little email that came in today? Sure, please do. I, I'm not going to give the name, and and I'm only reading this because it really means a lot. Um, And and Sue doesn't realize I'm going to do this, but basically the email says, hey, Jeff, I attended your ISTE webinar that you facilitated uh, last week and thoroughly enjoyed the information you presented. Basically, all caps, you changed my life. End caps. Uh, After the webinar, I immediately created a coaching interaction Google form and began using it the same day to document my interactions with my teachers. I was pleasantly surprised at how much time I saved completing the form. Additionally, I was thrilled to at all the pie charts and also uh, at the other programs that were created to visually represent the allocation of my time. And so there's a lot more than that, basically saying thank you for all that. So um, I don't get a chance to toot horns here a lot i i kind of don't do that but um for that person if that person's listening to the show and I, that person i know does listen to the show thank you that absolutely made my day and uh if you know if, if any of you guys have ever listened to the show and said hey that's pretty cool um reach out say hi would love to meet you would love to work with you and uh you know who knows maybe you can go on the monorail with sue next year at futc absolutely sue there's a lot more stuff coming up now that we're in February here. A lot new shows. We're going to be talking about how can coaches really participate in their community, right? I'm working on a blog post right now of how can coaches participate in new teacher orientation or new employee orientation based off of some of the things I've done this year in my district. Um, we're also creating things of how do you include your coaches into uh community events, parent universities, lots of those are coming out. We also just released a blog post that's been getting a lot of traction actually on LinkedIn on student tech teams. Uh, so we've got a, we have a great show that we're trying to get taken care of for that. I'd actually like to see if anybody's interested in that one. Uh, if you do have a student tech team, we would love to have you on the show and discuss all of that. So lots of great stuff coming out here as I wrap up my internship project for my, uh, for my admin certificates. Sue, the days are getting colder, but as we come into the summertime, I'll be starting my doctoral program. That's kind of scary, but all I can say, there's going to be a lot more coaching content coming up. Absolutely. Definitely a daunting task, but we're all behind you and ready for support. And speaking about support, what's going on these days at Tech Imaginations? Well, I've been on home on some remote learning days for, because of the weather. So I put out two videos on the day that we're recording. So check out Susan Vincent's Tech Imaginations over on YouTube and learn about Google Smart Chips and how to make your own Wordle. I, I keep hearing that. What is a Wordle? Well, it's not what us old folks think it is when we think of a word cloud. It is a word game online that um, you just five letter word. You start with five letter word and it will let you know if you have letters in the right place. And I don't get it. I see the Facebook. Thing. Anyway, that's another podcast. We'll talk about that about later. I hope you guys have had an enjoyable time here. And please, if you like this show, hit that like and subscribe button. Share this with your colleagues. We would love to have you guys a part of the TeacherCast Instructional Coaches Network. And on behalf of Sue and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. 
You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.